Let's talk shop. It's time for Retail Matters. Welcome to the Run Matters Podcast Retail Edition, brought to you by Sketchers Performance. I'm Mark Sullivan, and I'm joined by my friend and co-host, Neil Schwartz. And today's guest is Chris Farley of Pacers Running. Welcome, Chris. Hey, Mark. Thanks so much for having me. Really pumped to uh, be here. I'm your first guest. Is that correct? You are our first retail wow. guest. So, Thank yes, you. You, will, you, are, well, you are setting some history today. I'm honored. Thank you for having me. Really appreciate it. So start out by telling us a little about Pacers. I know I know your mom, I know your brother, mm-hmm. I know you're a family-owned business. Give us the history and, and kind of where you are now. Yeah, so uh, Pacers was a store existing in Old Town Alexandria since 1991. Uh, I started working there shortly after college in 1999, uh, quickly realized that it was what I needed to do with my life. I was working some other government-like programming job that I was awful at, working part-time at the store, loved running um, and loved the store. Um, so I uh, you know, decided to try to go off on my own and open my own store. Um, I quickly realized that the few thousand dollars I had uh, saved was not going to do the trick. Mm-hmm. So I convinced my parents to mortgage their house in 2003 and we bought the existing store in Old Town Alexandria. And, uh, you know, I, I'm grateful to this day uh, for my parents taking that leap of faith because uh, we bought an existing store that was already doing really good business. And it was a lot easier to maintain that. And I look back on how many mistakes I made back in the early days. And if we didn't have the, uh, if, we, if we didn't have like the, the, the business already there that was there um you know that, that it would have been it would have been uh, a lot harder to make it so you talked about uh post-pandemic retailing and you were one of the first stores in the country to offer virtual fitting mm-hmm. can you tell us what virtual fitting is and how that works yeah so we you know i think a lot of a lot of people in our position did virtual fits uh we were fully shut down from march 15th to uh you know for for three months. Uh, so we quickly pivoted to doing virtual fits. And uh, what we wanted to, to do with our virtual fits is, is really uh, our differentiator in the stores is our customer service and our attention to, to the, 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 the customer and all their needs. And we wanted to, to translate that uh, on, uh, you know, through the virtual world. And so, uh, you know, we, we quickly had to uh, upgrade hardware in the stores to, to be able to, you know, work off iPads. Um, we wanted to, you know, mimic what we, were, what we would have the customer doing, uh, have our employees do. Uh, we wanted to uh, make the transaction as seamless as possible and be able to send them direct links to the products that they were, that they were hoping to buy. Uh, but we really wanted to, to, to translate that level of customer service, like I said. And, you know, everything that we did in the stores, we would do virtually. And that's basically what the service was. And uh, we've, we've, we've really had a, a lot of success because we've, we've doubled down in the investment of it. And I think that's uh, the important thing that once we did open our doors, we decided this has been successful. We think this is something that's going to continue to be successful. And, uh, you know, we've, we've, we've carried it on and it's been a pretty significant part of business, even when the doors are open. 
So virtual fitting, I mean, what do I do? Do I put my foot up against the phone? Do I put it up against the computer screen? I yeah. mean, I've seen yeah, I have, I have really, big, yeah. now, I have really good, big feet. Good question. Um, well, we, you can print out uh, if, if you want to. We can't obviously uh, depend on our, our uh, customers to have brand devices or foot measuring devices. So you can print out uh, a piece of paper and, you know, it, you, you can... Uh, that'll ha kind of have a ruler on, along the side so we can get your size from you just stepping on the piece of paper and drawing a line there. So sizing has been difficult and we've had to send multiple pairs of shoes to some folks, uh, but we do get your size uh, length and width by just uh, putting your foot on a piece of paper. Now, I'm not sure your foot would fit on one piece of paper, Mark. So, pieces, maybe, yeah. so we could do two pieces. <laughs> and and then, you know, we, we will walk them through the process as we normally would uh, in the in the store, and literally walking. I'm going to have you put your phone on the ground, and we're going to have you walk. Uh, you know, ten steps forward, ten steps back. We're going to have you stand on one foot. We're going to look how your arch flexes. We're going to look how your how you roll through the gait cycle. Uh, you know, all the technical things that we would do in the store, we can do virtually. Chris, I've seen some new scanning technology um, out there that allows. Um, you to use your iPhone or other smart device mm -hmm. to be able to take a, a scan of your foot. Are you um, headed in that direction? Is that something you've seen? You know, where are you at with yep. that? We is a good question. Yeah, and we are. Uh, we are taking a measured approach of what technology to use because there's a lot of great technology out there. But sure. we need to up the game. Um, right now, I think we've been. Uh, as good as anybody with just taking the time and, and really training our employees to do uh, these fits virtually because they are subtly different. But uh, there's going to be tools that we are going to uh, quickly put into place, whether it's a scanning device, whether it's, uh, you know, when you do a, a video, uh, there, there'll be more automated feedback from the video that will give the, the customer a better experience uh, one that they could, again, we're just trying to get as close as we can to what the in-store experience is. And we think this, this virtual fitting is here to stay. So we're going to, we're going to invest in the technology and I think we're going to look a lot different in six months. Chris, I went on your website and I looked at the way that you're set up now for e-commerce and really how you've embraced the omni-channel type of e-commerce. And you know, frankly, specialty stores have been a little slow as a general rule to mm -hmm. embrace all of the different aspects, whether it's um, buy online, pick up in store or uh, storefront carry out or all of the different aspects. You know, how did you kind of, you know, was this accelerated as a result of the pandemic or really were you headed in that direction beforehand? Yeah, we, we were to some level, but yeah, I think we've moved ahead five years, if not 10 years. I think we were... Uh, you know, we're probably, we've moved ahead five years because we had a, a presence online and the omni-channel piece of our business was always a big part of what we were doing for the last five years. So yes, we had a presence. It's been quickly accelerated. It needed to be quickly accelerated. We use uh, the fitted running platform um, and I'd say we're one of their top accounts. And I I talk with the, um, with the founder of fitted, uh, Monty, uh, weekly. And I've actually taken a, a role as a, a, a consultant for, for fitted running. So fitted running is a, um, is a platform that a lot of specialty run stores across the country have, uh, you know, so we can 
we we can use we can harness their back end site to uh, you know to be able to display uh, shoes you know the hundreds of shoes that we have in the different colors and uh, they actually have direct connection into our um, into our vendors or into our vendors B two B sites um, and so that's been a game changing uh, that's been a game changing fee, uh, uh, a piece piece of our business that we are already we were already going to do but we've really accelerated over the past uh, six months. So Chris, let's move out of the four walls of your mm -hmm. store and into the community. And, and having been to your store and been in your community many times, uh, I think the connection you have with your shoppers and, and with the community at large is extraordinary. And it, it, it's really something that uh, special you have. Mm -hmm. Can you share a little bit, elaborate yeah, on that? Yeah, I, I mean, that is the number one thing that we have. I, and I appreciate your, your you saying that. I think it's been the toughest part of, of what we've done over the last, uh, you know, since March over the last six months here is that we don't have as, as much touch points, as many, as many touch points with the, uh, the runners in our communities. Uh, we can't put on our races. Uh, we have 18 road races that we own and operate, uh, that, that really help our, our engagement with our, with our running community, all our fun runs, all that stuff has not been, uh, it's not been happening. So, uh, yes, so we are um, a lot better, a lot more uh, proficient with our emails, uh, with connecting with with our customer base through that. Uh, we have put on virtual races. Uh, we have, um, you, you know, we we've done seminars uh, over Zoom, um, and we've and we've used our podcast to to give uh, the, uh, the 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 runner and the DC area a voice. So. We've stayed as connected as we can uh, because that is the number one, that's the number one uh, priority of our business is to be that community retailer and community resource for runners in DC. Chris, you mentioned P you Pace the Nation, your podcast. Mm -hmm. um, how many episodes in are you? I know you've been doing it for quite some time. Yeah, we, we're 250 episodes. We just had our 250th episode. Which Congratulations. Was, uh, thank you, which was, I thought, a, uh, a nice milestone. We've been doing it for over five years and- um, as you know, podcasts are a grind, but, uh, they're a great way to have these discussions and, um, you know, tell stories. And that's what we've done effectively, I think for the last five years with Pace Nation. So who have been some of your, I've been on the podcast. I know yeah. I'm probably one of your Mark, favorite, favorite Mark, guests that Mark, you've never, Mark, you're ever everybody's had. favorite guest. Uh -huh. yeah. But who are some of your other favorites? And then I want to talk to you specifically about Walter Robb from Whole Foods. Yeah. So. First, yeah. So I would say, questions. yeah. So I'd say, um, you know, Meb, uh, who we've had on, who, um, was, is, is, you know, we've had people like that on the, on the show who have been fantastic and they're elite runners. And that would, you know, some of the, those would be the ones that you'd expect on a running podcast. Someone like Med, Meb Kofleski, he was great. Um, someone like Allison Desir was fantastic. Um, you know, she was, she, she's, she's a runner. She's a advocate. She's of, of this, uh, uh, for, for, for Harlem run. And, uh, she, she's an ambassador for, for Hoka and, uh, ambassador for running for, uh, people of color. Uh, but you know, there's been uh, other ones like, you know, Kate Fagan, I thought was fantastic. She's an author. Uh, she's on ESPN around the horn. Um, she, um, you know, was, was, telling a story of, uh, of see Maddie, what made Maddie run, 
uh, a story of of a woman uh, who was at Penn and committed suicide. And it was a tragic story, but you know we've been able to really reach just a wide range of of, of people and and personalities uh, through this, and it's opened a lot of doors, like um, Walter Rob who I have to say was one of my favorites as well. We had him on the, the podcast for a short version, and then I was able to interview him uh, at the running event. So a uh, quick story about Walter Robb. Walter is a former CEO of Whole Foods, and he was. Uh, we had lined him up to be a guest speaker at the running event a number of years ago. And I talked to Walter, and it was clear he was a bright, passionate guy. It was also clear that he was not going to be a good presenter. So I reached out to Chris and said, hey, Chris, would you interview him on stage? And Chris did such a fantastic job. And it was shortly after um, Whole Foods had been sold to Amazon. So it was incredibly mm -hmm. newsworthy. There are probably close to 1,000 people in the room when Chris gets up there on stage. Mm -hmm. And Chris, I could tell, was uh, asking him questions that he had been uh, supplied by other retailers. And one of the questions he asked him was, uh, well, gee, Walter, how do you respond to this criticism about your store being called Whole Paycheck? And do you remember that? And <laughs> Walter do. got his back up and he got in your face. And I thought to myself, damn, you know, Chris is, you know, that's 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 a tough spot to be in. But Chris very smoothly sort of backpedaled and, you know, let the yeah. temperature come down a little bit. And then two minutes later, he talks to him about, you know, what was it like when you sold to Amazon? And Walter got really emotional and started to tear up on stage. And I went up to Chris afterwards and I was like, damn, man, you you do my job better than me. And you're like Barbara Walters, man. You're making uh, people you're making people cry on stage. I thank you, Mark. I, I really I have to say I really appreciate you putting me over uh and doing that. It was a it was a big moment for me in my career. And I I thanked you, but I want to thank you publicly. Um I actually uh, that that pod that you know, experience has helped me. Um, I actually host a, a podcast, a business podcast now. And, you know, I got the job because I said, um, you know, hey, I've interviewed Walter Robb and they fast tracked me to oh. be the host of this, this show. So wow. I, I appreciate it. I mean, and I, I think that the podcast is, is it's storytelling. It's it's asking hard questions. It's it's really getting to the core of of, you know, when it when a good show, when, when there's a good podcast, it's emotional and it can be combative to, uh, you know, you got combat combativeness to, to, uh, like tears, you know, and, and that's what we try to do on, on pace. The nation is really bring that, bring that out, bring those emotions out. And uh, that's when we have our best shows. You know, Chris, you talked about Meb Kafleski a couple of mm -hmm. minutes ago, and we also interviewed Meb, uh, and he is in fact going to also be, um, he's going to be on the same show Fantastic. that we're going to, um, have you on. And, I have to say, I, I am not um, a runner per se. I mean, I do walk and I do get out and do exercise. But I have to tell you, um, you know, like you, I've been podcasting in other situations. And um, when I listen to Meb and I re-listen to Meb, I really get the feeling that I'm listening to somebody that's way beyond, you know, the running business. They are somebody that really talks, that is humble, that cares truly empathetic mm -hmm. and is a real ambassador for the sport of running and not just an athlete. Yep. And I, I, I definitely agree, Neil. And I think that's so important for, uh, if, if, uh, you know, you're, you're listening to this, if you're a store owner or if you're an athlete or whoever you are running is just so powerful. 
and it, it's so, uh, you know, it, it just, it, it's so life-changing to, to so many in a positive way. And, you know, Meb could have just, you know, run fast and multi, multi time Olympian and wins the Boston marathon. And, you know, we'd all applaud that, but I, I really think he's using his platform to create more runners, to change people's lives through running. Absolutely. And I think that's just fantastic. And that's, you know, that's why I, I really enjoyed sitting down with him uh, because of those things, not because of the fast times he, he ran, because that's what we aspire to do. We really want to change people's lives. We believe that running truly changes people's lives. And so everything we do, whether it's races, whether it's our podcasts, whether it's our, our stores, it's really to improve and change people's lives through running. So, Chris, I want to get back to the business side of things a little bit. So you and I spoke in probably, I don't know, the spring when you were really, we were going, as an industry, we were going through a bunch of this stuff. Stores shut down, social unrest. And you really uh, talked about how it had to change your management style, how you interacted with your staff. So can you elaborate on that a little bit? Yeah. And I also want to ask you, you know, sort of, what do you learn about yourself or how, how has this whole experience changed you as, as a business person? Yeah, it, we did have to shift. I mean, it was a really emotional time. Speaking of emotions. I mean, in March, I literally thought the 17 years of, of work could go up in smoke in the next, you know, matter of, of weeks or months. So it was, it was very difficult and we had to look very, you know, at, at ourselves in the mirror and and really I think what we did effectively was was we really uh, leaned on our employees and and brought them in to the fold uh, even more than ever and that's ironic because we can't be in the same place together but we harnessed the time that we have we had idle time because the stores weren't open and we had regular meetings and we went st to a strict schedule immediately. First, it was uh, it was probably too many meetings. We were like five days a week of meetings um, with with different meetings with with most every single employee we had on staff. Um, we we kind of scaled that back, but we really um, we really gave the employees a voice, and they they helped us kind of get through this together. Uh, and I think that was super important. Uh, we brought in a a consultant, a life coach, uh, to come in and talk to the employees. So we wow. took, uh, we took, you know, personality tests. So we know, you know, each employee's personality, how they would, uh, interact with each other and how to appropriately interact with, with, with each other. And I think we really focused on our emotional intelligence, which I think is so important in, in life and business. And, um, you know, I think we could, talk about the blocking and tackling of, of retail and inventory turns and, um, you know, what rent to ratios, uh, rent to, to sales ratios need to be as well as anybody. But it really was our focus on our employees, our emotional intelligence, connection, and to stay kind of together throughout this. And it was a lot of meetings. It was a lot of Zoom meetings. And it was some great ideas came out of that. Um, we When we opened, I felt like we were all on the same page. And it wasn't like, well, this person doesn't want to open and this person does feel comfortable. We were all on the same page, which I think was huge. So uh, we appreciate you being on the show. We appreciate your your candor. Uh, really have enjoyed the conversation. As we start to wrap up, what does the future hold? What does the future hold for Pacers? What does the future hold for Run Specialty? You know, I, I'm glad you, you asked that. I, 
I, um, I think we've got to be, we've got to take the offensive right now. We really do as, as a, as an industry for Pacers, um, you know, we're 20% down our, 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 uh, in our stores, which we feel like is somewhat of a win. Um, our online, uh, business is, is, you know, up significantly, obviously. And we continue to believe that that's going to be a big part of our business. We believe we can anniversary the sales that we did this year, next year. So we believe that that's always going to be a business with the virtual fits and the things that we're doing there. Uh, but we've got to take an aggressive stance because there's so many runners out there now. Uh, we've got to service those runners. We've got to continue to create new runners uh, because running is as hot as there ever it's ever been. Uh, so we're going to open up our our seventh store. Um, I think I, wow. I think this might be an exclusive here. I don't know. I'm scoop. not sure if I've announced. Yeah. So we're going to open up our alert. Yeah. So we're going to open up our seventh store um, uh, next month in Georgetown. So we'll have four stores in DC, and you know we just felt like you know we needed to um, move forward and really you know, give our employees an opportunity, show the community that we are, uh, coming from a position of strength that, that we believe we're going to be here. We believe running is going to be here. And we, we believe that we can service and create, uh, more runners than ever before. So we need to do that with, you know, what our bread and butter is, which is physical locations. And so we're doing that. And on the back end, I think it's just so important to get really sharp with your landlords now. And that's what we're, that's the way we're able to, to open this, uh, open this next door because, you know, we've got leverage. We've got a business that is viable that people want. Uh, and you know, so I'm not sure, you know, who these landlords are going to get in there if it, if it isn't going to be people like people like us. So we're taking that stance and we're getting really sharp with our landlords and, and we're, um, we're rewriting what the deals are on that side to make this thing work. Chris, Mark and I really want to thank you for coming on the run matters podcast, of course, powered by sketchers today. Um, we could have had this conversation probably continue for, for an hour and probably still not cover all the things that Mark and I wanted to cover. Mm -hmm. So Chris, again, Mark and I want to thank you and uh, we really enjoyed the conversation. Uh, well, hey, thanks, Neil and Mark. Uh, it's been it's been a, a real honor to be your your first retail guest, and uh, enjoyed the conversation. And um, uh, go go. Even though our my, my Washington Nationals uh, didn't uh, you know make the playoffs this year, I just got to say, go Nats. <laughs> hey, next year Nats and Mets. <laughs> yeah, yeah, that's right. I look, I look forward to uh, visiting you in Washington, and uh, maybe we'll have a little home and home. You you come up to City Field one, one day as well. I would love to catch a game in person. Can't wait for it.